0: This is Pastor Erickson Fabian from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia welcoming you to another edition of Sabbath Moods a weekly one-hour broadcast of inspirational music and a Bible-based message Hello, thank you for tuning in today I trust that you will remain listening until the end of today's broadcast Maybe you will hear something that speaks directly to your heart at this time Oh, and one more thing Why not invite your friend or family member to listen too? So welcome again and may God bless you. Let's begin today's broadcast with a prayer Our Father and our God It's really good to be alive one more week And to spend some time together on this radio broadcast Listening to your message in word and in music God, we need you We don't always acknowledge that But we know it It's true We're thankful, Lord, that you're always there for us Sometimes when we're in trouble Our friends don't show up Or they walk away but you're always there. You stick with us no matter what, because you love us. And for that, we are truly, truly thankful. Whenever we need a shelter or a friend, we know we can go to the solid rock, Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. And I pray today that we may draw even more strength and encouragement from what we share in the broadcast. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. (music)
1: On His promise Just to
2: know
1: The sin Yes Just...
0: When I was a child, I played lots of games with my siblings, my relatives, and schoolmates. We had no electronic devices in those days, no iPads, Xboxes, or Nintendos. We amused ourselves low tech, playing ball games, climbing trees, hiding and seeking, and stuff like that. And let me guarantee you, we had fun. We had real fun. But there was one particular game where You had to run from someone who was trying to catch up with you and capture you and possibly cage you in his prison. Your role, of course, was to avoid being captured by running, dodging and hiding as best as you could. But there was this arrangement where if you felt you were getting too tired, you could make a dash for the big stone. The big stone was not always a literal big stone or rock. Sometimes it was uh, the front step or the threshold of the house. Sometimes it was a tree, a pole, a corner, anything that all the players agreed upon. The most important thing about the big stone was not its form or its shape, but its function. The big stone was a place of asylum, a place of refuge. It gave the players some time, some much needed time out. As long as you were on the big stone or at the big stone, you could not be captured. The person chasing you would just have to look at you and move on. Friends, have you ever felt like you needed a big stone? In your life, have there been times lately where you were struggling and you knew it? Have there been times where you knew full well that the devil was working overtime to capture you And he was making some headway. I know sometimes our jobs and other commitments are way over our heads. We're feeling an awful lot of pressure. We're struggling terribly to meet the monthly payments and we would seriously welcome a a cash windfall. Well, that may be so, but pardon me, this isn't quite my focus today. I want to talk about a struggle of a different kind, a spiritual struggle. So. Have you ever felt uh, maybe sometime in the past 12 months that you were on some sort of a rough roller coaster ride and that you needed some stability in your life? When you look at yourself, you might sense that you're heading for the fringe, the edge, or worse, that you are about to give up entirely. So the question becomes, can you find your big storm? Where and what is it? I'm going to address this multiplicity of questions when I come back after this instrumental medley entitled Rock of Ages. So stay tuned. This is Sabbath Moods from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church on Faith FM 88.0 in Rockingham, Western Australia. Today's message is entitled, Finding Your Big Stone. Finding Your Big Stone. Well, let's go to the Bible. Why the Bible? Because as a servant of God, I can't use this broadcast to promote human theories. I can't sit here behind this microphone and give you life improvement lessons like a fixed guru. I can't tell you that the answer lies within yourself, because that's where the problem is. The problem is within ourselves. I gotta feed you with the Word of God. So that when I say the Bible says, it's because I recognize that the ultimate authority is God. And that the Bible is the Word of God. So I can't give you anything less or anything else. So come with me, let's go to the Bible. The book of Genesis, the first book, chapter 28, verses 16 to 22. Genesis chapter 28, verses 16 to 22. This is what the Bible says. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I've set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Now Jacob was on his way to the land of his ancestors to find a wife. Now that's no walk in the park, folks. The distance he had to cover was about 500 miles. Oh, people in those days were really strong walkers, weren't they? So, of course, he can't cover that in one day. A night overtakes him, forcing him to find a comfortable spot to sleep. He knows the dangers facing him, wild animals stalking through the land, and but more so the real possibility of an angry brother out for revenge. And so he finds the most secure spot, in his estimation, He uses his shepherd's staff to brush away the stones and create a bit of a level ground, and he lies down. But something is missing. He's not used to having his head flat down. He must have a pillow, else he won't fall asleep. And so he gets this big stone, rolls it into position, and lies down and props himself against it. Weary and worn, Jacob soon falls asleep. During the night, he has a most amazing dream. He sees this ladder stretched from earth to heaven with angels going up and down. And Jacob wakes up and he senses that he has been in the very presence of God. And the Bible says in Genesis 28, verse 16, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid. And he said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Friend, whenever someone comes face to face with God, their life is transformed. When you come to realize how awesome God really is, it makes you realize how awful you really are. Don't miss that. Your nothingness surrenders to his greatness. Your sinfulness is shocked by his holiness. You want to say like the prophet Isaiah said many centuries later, Woe to me! I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 5. You see, friends, Isaiah had just had a vision of God in his temple. Now, if that is really true, if it's really true that when someone meets God, they have a life-changing experience, something which causes them to see who they really are and who God really is, something that creates in them a longing to be like the holy being that they've just seen, then my question for you today is this. Have you had an encounter with God at all oh have you had one lately have you been in the presence of god jacob said surely the lord is in this place and i was not aware of it well could it be that some of us could be in the very presence of god and we're just not aware of it how serious is that i'm going to ask this question and then pause for a while so that we can all think about it and here's the question here's the question If you could see the very presence of God in this place right now where you are, what would you do differently? Stay tuned. I'll be back after this song.
1: I feel his mighty power and his grace I can hear the rush of angels wings I see glory on each face Surely the presence of the Lord and Of his garment, I can almost see his face, and my heart is overflowing.
0: Listening to Faith FM, and this is Sabbath Moods coming to you from the Rockingham Seventh Day Adventist Church. Our topic for today: Finding Your Big Stone. Let's go back to Jacob. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter twenty-six and verse eighteen. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz now Jacob's big stone became a monument, it became a shrine that which had brought him comfort in his time of trouble was something he wanted to remember for good. Now, there are some things in life that you just don't want to forget, do you your birthday, your wedding day, your graduation, maybe your first overseas trip. Your first job and your first salary. (laughs) They are significant experiences, but they they were just milestones along the journey. That's not where you were going. You didn't get there to stay there. You're moving on. But you don't want to forget them. You memorialize them in photos and videos and rings and certificates and, and so on and so on. So that later you can go back and relive those moments, right? Right. But what about a spiritual big stone? A special occasion that you attended? A time of prayer? you know, Something that you heard on the radio, maybe on this broadcast? An event where your life was touched for the better? Do you remember? Does it mean anything to you now? Or is it something in your distant past that has nothing to do with your present? Do you remember the day when you sensed the need to give your heart to Jesus? Maybe the day when you went into the water and you were baptized. Or maybe it hasn't happened to you yet. But the question is, what was your big stone? And what happened to it? What did you do with it? Jacob poured oil on his and dedicated it to the Lord. He called the place Bethel, which means the house of God. And then the Bible says in verse 20 that he made a vow to God, saying... If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey that I am taking, and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you will give me, I will give you a tenth. What a vow! What a pledge! God, if you remain faithful to me, if you take care of me and meet all my needs, then I'm going to serve you faithfully. I'm going to give you one-tenth, and that's called a tithe, of all that you give me. I think, friends, if we made a meaningful pledge to God, it would be absolutely wonderful. I think if we all started acknowledging God's goodness and serving Him by blessing others, by giving back to Him what He gave us, what a rich experience our lives would be. I tell you what, God would bless us even more. I believe He is always happy to keep His side of the deal. Don't you think so?
1: Like the sun That rises every day You are so faithful Lord, You are faithful Like the rain that You send And every breath that I breathe You are so faithful, Lord Like a road Alive every spring, you are so faithful, Lord. You are faithful, like the life that you give to every beat of my heart. You are so faithful. I see a cross and the price you had to pay. See the blood that washed my sins away. so faithful Lord you are faithful like the life that you give to every beat of my heart you are so faithful Lord I see your cross and the price you had to pay I see the blood that washed my sins away
0: Are you enjoying the music? Stay tuned. There's lots more to come right here on Sabbath Moods, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church. for today finding your big stone. We're learning a few lessons from the experience of the biblical character called Jacob. Jacob had an encounter with God and he created a memorial of that encounter. He also made a vow, a promise to to serve God faithfully and to return to him a tenth of all the blessings he received. So okay, let's fast forward uh, at least 15 years from that time. Jacob has lived in the country of Aram all his life, all this time. He has married two wives and has gotten twelve sons by these wives and their maids. Now that's another story, okay? And he has returned to Canaan. He has come back like a rich man, reunited and reconciled with his estranged brother and settled on the outskirts of a town called Shechem. His beautiful young daughter, Dinah, catches the eye of the mayor's son, whose name also happens to be Shechem. He eventually allows his selfish desire to take charge of him, and he rapes Dinah, which is a pretty shameful thing anywhere, at any time. Jacob's sons are mad, they're furious, so guess what, they hatch up a plan that allows them to take revenge for the atrocity committed against their sister. To make a long story short, they killed a whole lot of men from the city of Shechem and they plundered the city. Oh boy, that's terrible. Now Genesis chapter 34, verse 30 says, "And, and Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number. And if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? Friends, there was big trouble, big trouble in Jacob's family. And at this point, something significant happened in the narrative. At the beginning of chapter 35, we read, Then God said to Jacob, Go up to Bethel and settle there, and build an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. Hey, hey, go back where? Bethel. Now where's Bethel? Aha, uh-huh. it's the place where Jacob had met God. It's that place, the place of that life-changing encounter that we spoke about earlier. It's the place of the big stone. So God was saying, Jacob, go back to your big stone. Go back to the place where we met. Go back to that monument that you erected. Go back to Bethel, build an altar there. Hey, don't just put up one single big stone. This time build a pile of rocks. (sighs) Oh yes, yes, you know, I swim, but I'm not a strong swimmer. In fact, I struggle to swim 100 meters. Growing up back in Dominica, I used to love going to the beach. I used to enjoy swimming out and swimming back toward the shore. But I noticed that the further I swam from the shore, the harder it was to get back. The same is true of our spiritual lives, friends. The farther and longer we go from God, the harder it is to get back to the place where we know we should be. Why? Because the devil will redouble his efforts to keep back anybody who wants to make a move to return to Jesus. He will throw all kinds of obstacles in their way. And sometimes when we turn away from God, we create some very complicated circumstances and situations. So it's really, really tough to get back. You know what I'm saying? In such cases, may I say, you need more than just one big stone, friends. You need a pile of rocks. You need more than a pillar. You need an altar. But there's good news today. God was the one inviting Jacob. Now that means that God planned to meet him there. God is the one inviting you today as you listen to this broadcast. He plans to meet you at your Bethel. You don't have to despair. No, you don't. You don't have to remain in your trouble. No, you don't. That big stone is still there, right where you put it. One of my favorite quotes of all time says, When temptations assail you, as they surely will, when care and perplexity surround you, when distressed and discouraged, you are almost ready to yield to despair, look Oh, look to where with the eye of faith you last saw the light and the darkness that encompasses you will be dispelled by the bright shining of his glory, end of quote. So friends, look back and go back. Let's enjoy this song now by the Heritage Singers Going Back to Jesus. This is Sabbath Moons on FAITH AFM with Pastor Erickson, and you just heard I Saw the Light by Anthony Berger, and before that, The Heritage Singers with Going Back to Jesus. Our topic for today is finding your big stone. So let's go back to Jacob, Jacob's story, because that's where we're drawing our lessons from. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 35 verses 2 to 4, and I'm reading, I'm quoting, So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Get rid of the foreign gods you have with you, and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then come, let us go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and who has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, and the rings in their ears, And Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. That's the end of that passage, verse 4. Now, Jacob's family had to get rid of the things that represented their attachment to false worship. The things that represented their deviation from the path of truth. Those were the things that they felt added value to them. But in the presence of a holy God, the only thing that adds value to us, my friends, is the righteousness of his son, Jesus. None of the stuff that we own, none of the stuff that we wear, none of the goals that we have attained, none of the treasures that we hold so dear, none of the above can add value to us in the sight of a holy God. So when you're coming, Jesus says, come empty. Put away the things that are taking my place in your life, he says. Put away the symbols of your pride and your personal glory. Bury them under some oak tree and just come. Let's go to the big stone and let's build a pile of rocks. Let's go back to Jesus. What do you say? Friend, as you're listening today, which isn't merely by chance, I want to invite you to ask yourself this question. Do I need to go back to my big stone? Hmm? Maybe you're being chased around in a sense. Maybe you're running away. Maybe you're heading for the edge or you're already there. Maybe you are in trouble. Maybe you are just about to rewrite the story of that prodigal boy who left the comforts of home and ended up in the lowest of the low. Maybe you've lost that sparkle. Maybe you're here, but you, you're not even here. Something is missing or something has gone terribly wrong. Am I talking about you today? Do you need to run back to that big stone? You know, Jacob told his family, come, let's go. Come with me for I'm going. And that's the invitation I want to extend to you today as we near the end of this broadcast. I personally want to recommit my life to God, which is something I do every morning, but I never get tired of doing it. And I want you to do that with me. Be both my witness and my traveling companion as we go back. As we go back to that place where we met with God. Or maybe you're going for the first time. It's all good. Come, let's go. Who will go with me? Who will go? Father, mother, parent, teacher, community leader, whoever you are. You are a person of influence. You are in the position where you can say, Hey, I think we need to return to God. So how about doing that with me today? I think we need many more leaders in our nation who recognize that God is not the enemy, that living a godly life is something that will bring blessings to individuals, to families, to communities, to societies, to the entire nation. Sometimes we treat God like He is the bad one. He's the enemy, preventing us from doing all that we need to do. No, friends, the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. And so we need people like Jacob to say, let's go back. Let's go back. Well, stay tuned and enjoy this song called Rock of Ages. I'll be back.
3: Rock of Ages Is clear for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side, which flow, be of sin the double cure, save from wrath. tears forever flow Could my zeal no longer know These for sin could not atone Thou must save and Thou alone In my hand no price I bring Simply to I cross, I clean
0: Welcome back to Sabbath Moods. We're just about to wrap up now and uh, I just want to invite you to pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you that you are our rock. You are our big stone. Sometimes we run around playing foolish games, so to speak, making terrible decisions, ending up in all sorts of trouble. We have an enemy, the devil, who is constantly chasing us seeking to draw us further and further away from you because He knows that the further we swim from the shore, the more difficult it is to get back. But today, we reject His schemes. Today, we reject His offers. We reject His deception, His lies. Return to You, Lord, and we return to You. We're looking toward the light, going back to our monuments. O oh Lord, remove from our hearts the evil that we've been clinging to, all the malice, all the deceit, the hypocrisy, the envy, the slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, we're just yearning for pure spiritual milk so that we can grow up and mature, having tasted that you are good. We're coming to you, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to Him. And we're sure that as we trust in you, we will never be put to shame. And so we say thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. hour, You have been listening to Sabbath Moods, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. The Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church meets every Saturday morning from 9.15 at number 21 Walnut Street in Rockingham for Bible Study, Fellowship and Worship. We also have a small group Bible study and prayer meeting on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8. You are welcome to visit us whenever our doors are open. Our meeting address is is P.O. Box 368 Rockingham, Western Australia 6168. You can also visit our website rockingham.adventist.org.au or find us on Facebook and you can also leave us a message on telephone number 0476 416 740. I'm glad that you were able to tune in today. And I invite you to catch this broadcast next Friday afternoon at the same time right here on Faith FM. Until then, this is Pastor Erickson on behalf of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church saying, May God bless and keep you. Take care and bye-bye.